0: Welcome to Swift Unwrapped, a podcast about the Swift programming language and other projects at swift.org. I'm Jesse Squires
1: and I'm JP Smart. Today we want to talk about the uh, proposal to add result to the standard library. Yeah, it, it's back. The uh, 2.35. Um, it's been a long time coming.
0: Yeah, it's finally here. This has come up so many times uh, before the Swift forums existed on the mailing lists. Uh, basically right after the new error, error handling was introduced, um, there was a lot of talk about adding results. As well as typed throws, which also kind of plays yeah. into this.
1: Yeah, I remember. Um, well, there's there's a whole error handling um, manifesto or, or rationale doc in the uh, Swift documentation in um, in the Swift project itself under GitHub that kind of share some of the rationale. And one of the things that stuck with me uh, from you know Swift two, I think, when try catch was introduced or, or do catch. Um, where one of the reasons why the core team opted for that throwing error handling over a result type is that they felt that result was a little too easy to, uh, ignore the error case. Right. Um, where, you know, you just do dot value or dot success or unwrap its contents and don't handle the error case or the failure case, um, so, you know, this This dates back to definitely, like, 2015 Swift 2 days.
0: Yeah, and the other problem with only having result is actually propagating that error up the chain, If you know, depending on, like, how many layers deep you are in your application, right? And result doesn't really provide for that. You'd have to manually somehow propagate these errors. Yeah, you'd
1: have to mark each return type as being result, mm-hmm. uh, and then... You know, this also means it would have to be part of the standard library, which is what we're <laughs> discussing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also means that it, it's um, it's typed, it's effectively type throws plus result, right? Because you have to type your result. Yeah. Which means that uh, the further and further you call into things that report errors, you need to translate those errors at every level.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Which could actually uh, result and some, uh, you know, type issues.
1: Yeah, and you do have some code bases that work primarily like this. Um, if, you, if you look at uh, the Carthage code base that heavily uses result types and functional programming, it, every single method, like, deals in, in terms of result. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very much a kind of like an all or nothing kind of situation where um, either you, you terminate the result chain or you translate it mm-hmm. uh, at every level. So uh, there's definitely people who embrace that style of programming. Um, we discussed it before, too. And there's a pattern that's called uh, the railway pattern or, or something like that where right. you have two rails. Right? You have your success rail and your failure rail. Or your value and your uh, error rails, and you basically program along those two rails, where at any point you can go from the from the success to the error, or even vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that way, you're you're really kind of thinking along these two parallel lines. You know, you have your success path and your error path, and they effectively follow each other the whole the whole time through the uh, execution pipeline of your program.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Anyway, we're we're getting a little bit into the weeds already, but uh, Jesse, you want to give us an overview of what do we mean by adding result to the standard library? Like, what is result in this case?
0: Yeah, so this is a common uh, pattern if you aren't familiar with it um, in functional programming. But uh, the way the proposed solution here uh, is, you have a result enum with a generic value and error. Um, has two cases, value and error, with payloads for the specified value and error. And rather than throwing an error like what you currently do uh, today in Swift, uh, unless you've written your own result type, in you know whichever function that you have that returns a result, you return either you know the value case or the error case. And the callers can handle it accordingly. You know, there's some discussion about adding an either type, um, and then building result on top of that uh, in the forums, which I actually like. I would prefer that, to be honest. To me, it's just a more general. I mean, if you're not familiar with either, either is like basically just a general generalized result where you have uh, it'd be an enum with you know these two values. Uh, t and u say and it's you get either value t or either value u yeah Uh, it doesn't
1: hold any semantic value like result does it's really just a container of either this one thing or this other thing but neither of them are necessarily uh semantically like the success case or failure case or really hold any sort of semantic value
0: right and really i guess uh could you consider optional an either type like you either have this value or you have no uh
1: yeah it's it is a specialization of either sure right because the other any two member uh enum is a effectively specialization of either
0: yeah yeah. So then, if we had either, then optional could like be built on top of that as well.
1: Yes. Um, except, uh, I don't know if this is considering one very important thing, which is that uh, enums can't really inherit from other enums. Right. And uh, if you you know type alias it, you still can't like really further refine it. Like you can't rename the case members, that's right? That's true. Yeah. And in in this situation, that's highly relevant. You would yeah. want these case members to be named, yeah. semantically,
0: right? Uh, which I guess is the uh, the argument and motivation for adding result instead of either.
1: Yeah. Um. This was this was mentioned by uh, John McCall. Um. In the Swift forums, after the, the uh, Swift uh, core team had a chance to review the initial proposal or the first phase of the review, um, where he mentions that uh, there there was interest from the community to um, to generalize this and actually call it either, and uh, he mentions that this was discussed many times and that it could be independently useful, but. Um, that looking specifically considering result as an error handling biased type would be a better path forward in terms of expressi- expressivity and modeling power. Um, and that doesn't necessarily prevent uh, another proposal in the future from discussing the either type.
0: Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I guess I see value in either being part of the standard lib, but perhaps there's not enough uh, of a need in the community to add it right now. Yeah,
1: I actually, in, in a lot of times when you have an when I have seen either, um, it can usually be specialized, and might right. might be better to specialize because then you can specifically um, uh, assign semantic value to the left or the right side of the either. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we've seen, result or uh, optional or even bool are in some ways specializations of either. And having those specializations is valuable. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, think of uh, a use case where you'd want um, one one thing or the other, but not have it... Um, have either of the semantic values implied by result or optional? Mm-hmm. Um, odds are, I would want to name those cases. Right. I don't think it's it's as uh as important as having a standardized result.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So one thing that evolved during this proposal, initially these two cases uh, were named success and failure, which I still prefer actually. Uh, for me, it's like if, if we're going to go this direction of having a specific result type as opposed to either or either, then um, like kind of going forward with this whole metaphor seems appropriate, uh, but it was kind of like more generalized to value and error instead of success and failure. Which feels a bit weird to me.
1: I don't think it's a matter of being necessarily more general, but mm-hmm. um, I, I, and I think we can actually discuss these independently because uh, you could see a world where you could, you'd have success and error,
0: right? Totally.
1: And the fact that uh, the the consensus seems to be um, leading towards having the error. Uh, member be constrained on Swift error mm-hmm. makes error a better word for that that failure case. That's true. So, so I think that one I I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find many people who disagree. Right. Use they still they're still out there, but um, it's it's a lot easier um, of of a decision in terms of success versus value. Um. That, I think, is where reasonable people disagree. And even in this second phase of review, uh, in the comments, you have some people that are on board and some people that are against who prefer success, some people who actually prefer value. I'm not sure where I fall. Honestly, I don't think it's that much of a difference. I guess I could see either way. Um... The rationale for going with value is that... Um, that matches the generic type uh, parameter. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. the the type parameter is called value, and that's an appropriate name for it because that's the type of whatever's contained in the success mm-hmm. or the value. Um, and so, and calling it success when you wouldn't call a type that
0: totally. And I guess in. Some scenarios where you would use a result type, you're not necessarily modeling something that is succeeding.
1: Exactly, you might model uh, something that can never fail using result. Yeah, um, and this is this is something that was very specifically considered is if you have the error uh, generic parameter be never. Mm-hmm. Then you can return a result and uh, and benefit from this uh, railway style programming because everything that in your in your processing chain deals with a result, then it's not really a success. The other member isn't really a success because right. success implies some level of failability. Yeah. So value does seem a little bit more semantically uh, applicable to all the cases in which you'd want to use a result.
0: Yeah. And if you're not familiar with never, check out episode sixty four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice plug there. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and and never was specifically considered um, when uh, a little while ago, um, there was a change to make it con- conform to hashable and uh, and also to um, Swift error. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was done specifically so it could be like a true bottom type like this and you yeah. could, could use it
0: uh, as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of backtracking a bit uh, on like what this proposal is actually trying to solve, um, which is that the current throws mechanism doesn't really work with asynchronous APIs. It's very good, I think, for synchronous code um, and a great way to like handle and propagate errors. But when you have, for example, a network request that comes back, implementing that with throws is not really possible. And that's when you need this sort of result type.
1: That's right. Mm. It, the The review here is clear to point out that. Um, A future async await model would uh, greatly diminish the importance of a result type, but it doesn't make it completely useless. Right. You can do some amount of railway style programming with async await as well, Mm -hmm. but um, you can't model synchronous things with async await. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right. And and so result does kind of let you bridge that gap if you'd like. Um, there's also another. I, I think the bigger issue here is actually the fact that um, there are a number of different result implementations in the community, and um, yeah, and it makes it hard to imp- interoperate between those. Like for example, Rx Swift defines a result type, but so does the anti-typical result library. Yep. Uh, and so does probably a hundred other implementations that are out there.
0: Right, and I even have libraries where I've just implemented very basic, specific result types because I don't want to pull in some third-party library just for that. And it doesn't need any of what, like, typical result provides. It doesn't need all of that functionality. I just need, like, a decent return type uh, for these functions. So I just have, like, this very basic, specific result. And so then you have that situation as well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I agree. I think the uh, one of the most pressing needs here is that everyone is already implementing this on their own.
1: One open question for me is, will we see adoption of the result type in uh, the Swift standard library itself or in the foundation overlays or any of the um, Apple frameworks? Mm-hmm. And that's not really uh, that's not really part of the open discussion of adding it to the language, um, right? But uh, you can think of a lot of situations in which uh, Apple's APIs would benefit from using a result type as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, not to mention, I mean, all of the uh, bridging and like translation glue code between Objective C and Swift has been built to move from, like, the Objective-C error pointer model to, like, making those throwing um, functions instead. So there's, like, all that infra that's already built to uh, basically translate from the Objective-C error handling model into Swift throws, so...
1: Yeah, and I don't think any of that would change. I think if we're going to see adoption of a result type from Apple at all, it'll be uh, in the asynchronous
0: cases. Yeah.
1: Like you know, in URL session, for example. Right. But you have other APIs that model kind of success and, and failure. Uh, you can think of any of the um, permission-based APIs, right, where you get permission access to um, the camera or the microphone on iOS. Mm-hmm. And those could be modeled with the result as well, but... Um, but if I had to guess, we're probably not going to see that shift because um, there's always there, There's already a way to model that that's being used. Like usually, um, the success and failure reasons are just kind of flattened into a single enum, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. And there should be a higher barrier to source-breaking changes. Right. uh when it comes to Swift 5 or especially if this ends up landing in swift 5.1 for example uh, where you shouldn't you shouldn't have any source breaking changes and I wonder if there's a way a reasonable way to um, overload the async methods that could benefit from this the most like on URL session while keeping the old versions as well. Um, and i know that you can overload uh, a function based off of its um like callback closure signature right which would be the case here right you for your all session uh requests you would have two parameters previously in the callback closure and now you'd probably just have one mm-hmm. as a result um but base just given the way that swift uh, swift type inference works there's a lot of cases in which uh just adding the overload would make existing code fail to compile right like if you're just using the the underscore the underscore keyword or or syntax to ignore a parameter in a callback closure um i forget if that's still the case but that used to match um either one or any number of parameters by oh. putting it in a tuple. Interesting. Right. So y- you would probably want to be very cautious as to avoid breaking changes.
0: Right. Uh, another thing that I like about this proposal um, is some of the interop that's been considered uh, with try, uh, or sorry, with like throws. So you can r- initialize a result with a throwing closure So then you can, like, um, so if you have a throwing function, you can basically translate that directly to a result type, which helps remove a lot of, like, uh, common boilerplate that you'd have to do now to accommodate that, where you have a temporary variable and you have to do the whole try-catch dance and then return something uh, later. Uh, Here you can just pass the result of... Uh, or you can just pass that throw in closure to results, and it will do that dance for you and then return either the value or the error, which I think is really nice.
1: Yeah, that is nice. On the other side, there's uh, the unwrapped function, mm-hmm. which um, returns the value n- not as an optional, actually, as, as a non-optional, but in a throwing function.
0: Right. Yeah so, so go that goes both the, ways. yeah. so that goes the other way.
1: You can recursively throw and initialize a result yeah. <laughs> uh, for as far as you want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that. Uh, I don't know if. Uh, do you know if the result libraries in the community have that functionality? Yes. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. I know that there's some very similar. Uh, I forget what they're named, but um, we do have those equivalents in, say, like the antitypical result library.
0: Cool. Yeah, I think that is super valuable for uh, basically mapping between these two error handling methods. Yeah. Um, so you can like pretty easily switch back and forth depending on the context. Certainly.
1: Uh, one interesting... Tidbit about this uh, proposal is that there's a little sub proposal in there, um, which is kind of tucked away, which is to add um, Swift's error type, which which is a protocol to conform to itself, which is interesting. Uh, We there are some there are precedents for this in terms of protocol types conforming to their own protocol, but they happen to all be. Um, at she protocol types which behave differently than just pure Swift protocol types mm-hmm. and so this is done so that um, Swift's error type itself can be the error argument for uh, a result otherwise the error argument would have to be unconstrained because um, otherwise you wouldn't be able to just use error
0: mm-hmm. yeah so how does a protocol conform to itself it
1: just means that you can um use uh things that return that protocol Mm -hmm. in things that ingest that protocol got it right so say you have uh, a function that returns swift error Mm -hmm. um if it didn't conform uh you know what? I'm having trouble coming up with a concrete example.
0: <laughs> because Swift.error is a protocol. It's not it a is. type. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. If if anyone's listening to this and they can uh, shed a little bit more light as to what it means for a protocol to conform to itself, uh, let us know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a very brief section here, only a paragraph that does not really... Um, explain how how this works
1: surely there's a little bit more um discussion here or rationalization in uh the swift forms um, mm-hmm. we just haven't fully dug through everything to
0: to really know there's
1: you know hundreds of replies <laughs> in these in these two threads um
0: yeah All right, I think uh, we will just leave it at that. Um, So this has been a long time coming. It's been um, discussed in the community for years at this point and seems like a reasonable thing to add to the standard lib. By the time this airs, we may have a final answer on this proposal. It's going through its second review right now, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you can find the show on twitter swift underscore unwrapped you can find me at jesse underscore squires
1: you can find me at simjp and thanks for listening